0: It's your girl, Tamika. It's your boy, E-Rock no. Listen, we keep it real. We keep it raw. We keep it uncut. All day. But we are Marriage, marriage Takeover. Takeover. Listen, welcome to our next episode of the Marriage Takeover Show. We are uh-huh. so excited to what have we you do, on today. What we
1: do? What, what do we do?
0: We help couples win in their marriage by identifying their triggers and breaking generational cycles. Come on. We're
1: trying to break them. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. I tell her, y'all let her know. She has to remember her intro. Please let her know that. Thank you. I be trying to... I be trying my best go ahead
0: we what are so
1: doing? excited I, listen if we y'all find out who is who is here right now in the studio ready to go listen it's gonna knock your socks off listen so i've already took my shoes off so it's a, it'll be okay <laughs> so my sausage is gonna head on and fly on off you hear me
0: you got your shoes off. You you ready to rock and roll? I'm
1: ready to go. let So do listen,
0: we're gonna go ahead and start off with prayer and uh we're gonna go ahead and introduce our guests. We have had some phenomenal guests over the last couple of months, and we're excited about it to keep this thing going. Listen. Um and, and y'all are gonna be excited, I'm right? Trying to so tell
1: you, this 2023 slim. <laughs> hey, it's doing a whole
0: other level, a y'all. whole
1: nother, I- <laughs> A whole nother level
0: So we all go ahead and get started So Lord we thank you, we honor you God We magnify your righteous name because you are such an amazing God Yes you are We thank you for just the ability to be able to have this show To be able to move forward in what you have for us You're calling upon our life How you're you're gifting us, how you are blessing us How you are just bestowing your favor upon your sons and your daughters And God we thank you for that So Lord we submit this podcast to you yes. and we're asking that you would continue to have your way, God, that you would continue to encourage your sons and your daughters, that you would continue to have your way in their lives. Yes. That there is something that is said, that there is something that is done. Mm. And there is something that is spoken or given or shared yeah. that will encourage the hearts of your sons and your daughters. That will bring deliverance, that will bring healing yeah. in the name of Jesus and God, that you be glorified in Jesus' righteous Jesus name. name. Amen, amen. amen, amen, and amen. Amen. So listen, listen, uh, listen, listen, listen. Check listen, this listen, out, listen, listen, Check listen. this out. We have the phenomenal, yep. the wonderful, yep. Dr. Cassandra Bolar who'll uh-huh. be joining us on today. Talk about it. She has a passion to see families flourish and thrive. Flourish. Uh, for over 17 years, she has been engaged uh, in a community-based programming and research efforts that focus on improving outcomes mm. for children and their families. She got her hands in the dirt, y'all. <laughs> listen. So clinically, she is uh, passionate about serving. Uh, marital couples through therapy and relationship education and she created the marriage head start premarital curriculum come on now now she also had an opportunity to examine the public health Mm. implications of healthy relationships at morehouse school of medicine examine it at morehouse (laughs) come on now and uh that's the msm and then the satra health leadership institute watch so she directed three large research grants focused on utilizing equality parenting curriculum The Start and Secure Children program. Talk about it. To secure health disparities among children and their families. Talk about it. She currently serves as a psychology professor at the University of West Georgia. At
1: the (laughs) University of West Georgia.
0: She received her bachelor's degree in child and family development from the University of Georgia and her master's and doctoral degree in human development and family studies from Auburn University. So she knows
1: what she's talking about.
0: Right, right, right. She holds a certified family life educator credential from the National Council on Family Relations. So would you please help me to welcome the Dr. Cassandra Bolar to the stage. Dr. Bolar in the building! (laughs) Yeah! Welcome so much to the Marriage Takeover podcast show. We are so
2: excited to have you on today. I'm so delighted to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, You know, I'm just so honored to, you know, just be in conversation with you guys. It's such a blessing. So thank you so much for the invitation. You are very welcome. I know we said a whole lot, right?
0: (laughs) Listen. So, tell us, um, tell us about your journey and why you started in the in the way of family and marriages and relationships. Um, What kind of got you into that space? I know we work together on a couple of platforms, and you are phenomenal around the communications and the forgiveness space. But what got you interested into this space?
2: You know, honestly, it's a heart for kids. It's a heart for children. Um, I originally I wanted to be a um a pediatrician because I knew I love kids. Um, but then I realized I don't like blood, and I don't like hospitals <laughs> and I don't like anything related <laughs> to all of that. <laughs> but I knew I love children. And honestly, I was in undergraduate school and I prayed. I said, God, what do you want me to do? And he, I promise you, he just led me all the way. And I thought about, you know, what environment impacts the child the most? It is mm. the home environment. And so, how can we work to secure the foundation of the home, which is the relationship between those parents? And how can we secure healthy marriages for the community? And so, that's what got me into this work. And he has been paving the way um, wow. ever since. Um, with like the counseling that I do as well as the um, research that I've been fortunate to conduct
0: love it
2: love it love it love it
0: that
1: that is uh that is rather deep yeah go ahead honey I'm you know I'm already (laughs) go ahead (laughs) yeah
0: Great, great. So I love it. So now, when it comes to making sure that you are impacting the children at the core, which is at the home, what have you found that has been the most alarming around working with families, working with marriages, working to mm. try to make sure that they are um, just on the educational side? Like how how can we do a better? What has you found? What have you found? Number one, that's been the most alarming. And then number two, how can we do a better job with educating the families? Wow! Oh
2: my gosh. okay so number one so i teach also at a university setting with youth right and so it, it, it parallels the trends that we are seeing such that um the marriage rate is decreasing and one reason why that is you know Problematic on two on two fronts, right? Because mm. we do know the research is very clear when we're thinking about academic, physical health, emotional health outcomes for children. It's right. not to say that other environments you cannot have a healthy child or you know, the development of the child is gonna be automatically you know, board it because it's not in this particular home structure. But what we do see is that a married household it it, it serves as a protective factor for that child's development, especially. A, let me let me clarify: a healthy marriage it lays a foundation for children's healthy development in ways that not not that other family structures can't. But it just has a lot of the supports. In place, and so one of the most alarming things that I see is that we are experiencing the lowest marriage rate um, historically for wow. people who wow. are who are adults. And so, what does that mean? That means that you know, that means that that structure is it is helpful for men. It's, is helpful for women, you know, a healthy relationship. The the research is very clear when it comes to like health and longevity and happiness. We need to lean more into our relationships relationships and marriage is a very helpful context for allowing you know those positive um, life outcomes you know so you know so we see that that is you know the 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 marriage rate is being reduced and you know one of my students just the other day was like you know she says she's she was like she's seen too much she don't want to get married nor does she want to have children and and that voice or or that um, perspective, you know, this next generation is about the legacy continuing. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a legacy because it's, it sounds good, but it's good for us. Right, right. Because here's the thing, like it takes intentionality to enter into marriage. But a lot of times you know, we're bringing lives into situations without any structure. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I am the first, I do not believe I think that it doesn't matter what your marital status is, right? I think that we all want the same for our kids. But wow. some situations we don't necessarily have that support as much as we would if we had a live-in biological parent or or even non-biological parent who's who's made that commitment to the family. It's just a different level of support. And we see across the board that, you know, relationships are not as you know, um, stable as they used to be, but above and beyond other um, relationships types like cohabiting or dating or what have you, marriage is still the most stable structure when it comes to family formation. Wow. And so, you know, it's all about the children. It's all about child well-being. So that is extremely alarming to me that, you know, the marriage rate is decreasing. I mean, and not only that, the birth rate is decreasing. So, you know, that's, they're just so many different questions that kind of come into play, but that's, that is kind of the most kind of, you know, that's very alarming to me on a trends level because, you know, what we do know is that marriage is good for societies. What we do know is that marriage is good for individuals. What we do know is that marriage is good for kids. What we do know is that marriage is good for the wealth of the community. It is it, there's there's no there's no you can't even argue against it because the numbers don't lie
0: right right you know
2: the, the numbers don't lie, and so that's very alarming to me now the second part of your question I probably got too excited about the first part of the question <laughs> the part of the question. What did you ask? I'm sorry. So it was around
0: how do we fix it? Right. Based off of what the trends are, where the the marriage is at now the lowest rate that it's ever been. Like, how do we fix that? How do we do a better job with making sure that we are creating structure inside of our homes, inside of our marriages and healing inside of the marriages? Because to your point to where one of the students said she's seen too much. So sometimes inside of a marriage where it might be unhealthy, how do we do a better job of making sure that we are healing and healing from within our homes so that our children can see better?
2: Yeah. So we have to heal our hearts as well, because if you don't value something as an individual, you will not push that value into your children. Right, And a lot of times people are not pushing the value of marriage because they themselves have been hurt by, you know, maybe relationships. And here's the thing is that you know, first, I think we have to heal on an individual and maybe even sometimes a couple level Mm. because we want to serve as a healthy example and a realistic example of what marriage looks like. It's not always going to be perfect. Conflict is normal, but how do you navigate it in a way that doesn't undermine the integrity of the relationship so that your children can learn conflict management skills in a healthy Mm. manner? And then another thing I think that especially since, you know, historically, you know, certain, you know, populations, especially like African-Americans, we didn't have certain access to, to, to certain means for advancement, whether it be education, whether it may be through business or what have you. And I think what has happened is our education on the route to success has been heavily um, pressed with getting an education, getting a good job. And we've mm-hmm. really been pushing that But there's relational success. Mm -hmm. We want to have full circle success. And a lot of the education is, you know, the informal education is marriage can wait or it isn't not even that valuable. I I, I know of a a fellow uh, researcher was saying, you know, his only um, educate, like educating people on the benefits Mm -hmm. of marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, the only education he received on relationships was don't get anybody pregnant. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But what about, <laughs> what about the value? What about the likelihood of your ability to build wealth? Even if you stay together the same amount of years cohabiting compared to being married together, the same amount of years on average, that marriage, that, that married couple is going to accumulate more wealth long term.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. like
2: marriage is an it factor. And sometimes people say, well, you know, certain type of be- people get married and it's because of the type of people, but no marriage in and of itself is a very powerful, it's, it's, an, it's, it's an it in and of itself. And I think that essentially that's God's grace on it. Mm. And, you know, I've talked about it from the research community societal level, but if we think about it from a biblical level, Come on and now. we're thinking about the Advancement of the kingdom mm-hmm. and God's righteous seed in the earth. We gotta protect that seed. Yeah, and if we don't value something that God values, that means like that. our hearts are not in the right place. Right. I don't know. And he is a relational God, and this yes, he yes. made this before he made government. Oh, come on, now. come on, he on made now. this before he made education. Yeah. Yes, and so if we see the the the, the like the prior how he even prioritizes it is in the creation of an institution, it shows his value,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah.
2: and even his. His wording about him hating divorce.
1: Yeah. That's a yeah.
2: strong terminology to use because he sees the value. But we as a society, we have come because of our hardened hearts. We have come to despise something come that God values. When you despise something, you'll throw it away, just like Esau. Come on now, come on now. Despise his birthright. Go now. There was value in the birthright. Yes, yeah. So there's a birthright. There's a legacy. There's a kingdom agenda and advancement that marriage only can provide. Come Come on on now. So when we have hardened (laughs) our hearts to something that God says that He loves, He finds honorable, and He values, then our hearts have turned away. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come
0: on now. Ooh. Whoa. I, I don't love, stop now. It. Oh I love it. I love I it. I love I it. I love it. I love it. Don't stop Jesus. <laughs> and, yeah. and I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, it. I love hold it. Hold on.
1: Let that marinate real quick. I love it. Because of our hearts, we have thrown away our birthright. Yeah. Do you? Oh, my God, today. What? Ooh. Yeah, Yeah, you better leave. Me. Ooh,
0: see that. And and it goes back to again what you said earlier. It's a it's a personal healing process, a personal journey that we have to go through. And that was that's something that we speak all the time because oh my God. it's for you to say that, right? We 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 work with a lot of couples. Yes, Lord. And sometimes <laughs> they are in the state of their marriage where they're giving up. Yeah, where they are tired, where they're tired of sacrificing, where they're tired of, you know, going through the motions where they're just tired of being married. They're tired of their spouse. And so to your point, it's because of the condition of our heart, because if we were to be able to see our marriage as Christ saw our marriage, because you like you just said, he he established marriage before he even established the church. And so if we're going to go through the process of saying, God, this is not just my my union. This is not just my relationship that I have with my spouse, but God, this is your relationship first. God, my relationship with you and how I honor you, how I love you, how I'm pouring out to you, how I'm being intimate with you. We had a, um, we did a couple's prayer challenge, uh, at the beginning of the month. And oh my goodness, just the level of intimacy. You cannot love your spouse. If you don't love God, you can't be intimate with your spouse. If you first cannot be intimate with God. So
2: it starts with self first. Exactly. Yeah,
1: the horizontal come on. Yeah, oh, good. Oh,
2: everything will it. be off. I mean, there's a vertical relationship first. Everything will be off in the yeah. horizontal, horizontal relationships right. if the vertical is not right. Yeah, right. and 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 you know, a lot of times, you know, it's kind of like. We're used to a microwave society. Yep, yep. And Come it's kind of like if I put this in, I want the results back immediately. But seed does not work like that. All no, the time. it don't. Yeah.
1: God told me it And
2: it reminds me of Joseph. Like sometimes, even in your marriage, in every situation, every person of greatness, they were like, God, did you forsake me? Jesus right. yeah. even said
0: it.
1: Right. Right, you know. Right, um,
2: you know. Saul was chasing David. It looked like he wasn't about to get a kingdom, you know. <laughs> but and even and even sometimes our vision that uh-huh. we have and God has for our marriage sometimes we will find ourselves in situations that seem the total opposite. Yes, and it seems like it, and it and it's easy to get weary. But yeah. when you stand. Sometimes it's just a testing ground, and it's mm-hmm. just a what if Joseph was like me standing up for righteousness? Look at me, I, the Potiphar's wife lied on me. Look at me, my, my family betrayed me. I'm in prison. But he stood up in leadership every place that he went, Everybody. and the only person right. you can completely control. Is, is yourself, and you yeah. have to lead yourself well, even when you are in a prison, even when you are in less than ideal situations. Knowing that you you're standing in that because you're in covenant with God first. Mm. Yes, and God is going to honor your good seeds and your, you know, and you you don't have control over the other person, but 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 it's a threefold it's a threefold it core. Yes, 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 it is.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And yes you're is. in
2: covenant with God as well, and so you know it's just. No, don't get don't be weary and well doing because you right. will reap a, a harvest if you faint not you right. know yeah. and being encouraged and I know it doesn't always feel good but that's the thing no one really educates us on love mm. love passion hurts sometimes it right. does right. yeah right long suffering is not someone that something that people sign up for <laughs> right. <laughs> right right
1: right right.
2: Right, you know, love suffers long. Like I don't think there are a lot of people in that line premaritally. That's like I'm in the long list. Let me get in that line.
0: Okay. Can I
2: work in front of you so that I can get closer to the long suffering line? Right. You know, because that's what I'm signing up for, right? Right. God is producing something in us, and God is so much more concerned about what he is producing in us because he wants us to be productive. And sometimes the pruning process hurts, but the produce that comes after
0: it. Yeah. Come on now.
2: Yeah, Come because on. that was the commandment he gave to Mash for us to be fruitful, fruitful. but learning yes. is a part of the yeah. fruitful process.
1: Yes, it yeah. is. Yes, it is. Got to know. Yeah, I love it, girl. But listen, you better, you better get out of my notes <laughs> i Oh my god, I
0: love god. it. Girl. I love it. If you are just tuning in, we have Dr. Cassandra Bolar who is dropping gems all oh, day on us. <laughs>
1: gems. These are bold. I love it. it. I oh love god. it. I
0: love it. I love it. One of the things that you Ooh. mentioned. And that marriage no, is the it factor. Oh, go ahead, baby. Go, ahead, go know, ahead. I'm so sorry. I'm, I was just saying it
1: because I realized I have. But <laughs> you thought you were I thought she was saturating I'm still saturated. So I was like, Oh my God! Like Jesus, <laughs> please go ahead. You are no, prepared, no, no, go ahead. girl. I'll tell you, every question I had has now went out the window because there's something else I got. Because come on, listen, it's the one thing that I love that you said on how God created, on how we, on how. Pretty much well, how can I well let me ask you like this. (laughs) So when when we look at marriage and going into it on from a biblical standpoint, understanding that far as the first thing that God created for humans was marriage. And understanding that there is a balance between Ish and Isha, basically male and female. And the thing is that I love about it is that when we were created Marriage was created to sustain everything. That's why he says, "Be fruitful and multiply." So I understand the sin, but just off of your research and your and what you what you think, why is it such a deficiency? And why? Ooh, I think I used the word for me, but why <laughs> is there baby. such a decrease and a decline in the marital status today? Just just a hypothetical. Um, just what you think hypothetically.
2: So a decline in like the people marriage. getting married.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And divorce. <laughs> and divorce. Selfishness. Mm. Selfishness.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. Be, you know, people we are, especially, you know, our culture, it, it teaches it, it's very individualistic. And it's all about unless it feels good, YOLO. This, that, and the other, but that doesn't, that philosophy doesn't combine well with
1: marriage. Mm, right, right, right. And well, so I selfishness,
2: know. you know, it and it's and it's a showing of the hearts of the people. When there's no love for children, families, marriage, that's an indication of the heartbeat mm. and the hardness of the hearts. Wow. And it's interesting that people are so in uh a search for like their own personal happiness and their own self actualization and their own personal growth. Mm. But what they find is once they climb that mountain it's empty because there's a purpose that God gave you in the earth that is bigger than you that takes somebody else. And it's not, and we're not just here Come for ourselves.
1: Now. Come on now. Yeah.
2: Like the manufacturer hasn't, ad- I'm just, I'm just, I'm just an agent on the agenda plan. <laughs> and my fulfillment won't come until I fulfill my assignment. And my assignment causes me to die to myself. Oh, come on oh, now. So if we are in a generation that doesn't want to die to itself, yeah. which is like definitely a requirement of marriage, it makes perfect sense that we see the marriage rate declining.
0: Yeah. Wow.
2: Now there are other factors as well. So Dr. Um um Dr. Arnett, he talks about this whole new phase of life called emerging adulthood. And so compared to like our grandparents, they were definitely in a manufacturing economy. They probably did not necessarily have to go to college. They could get a good job, be able to support a family. And that economy was very different. And so the map for navigating the world was very different then. But now the map is very different, like without higher, like, you know, we need higher education for a lot, for the most part, for a lot of, for the new economy, which is considered the knowledge economy. Mm -hmm. Right. And so with the knowledge economy, it takes a longer period of time to get that knowledge, whether it be through college or whether it be through getting a master's. So to be able to even compete as an individual, it takes more time. And that explains the trends that we see with the marriage age going up. Mm. So on average people are even getting married later than they they uh, uh were in times past and definitely that's going to affect fertility. Right. Right? If right. people are not even getting married until kind of the latter part of their window, it's if the, the age at first marriage for men is about 30. Wow. The wow. age at first marriage for women is about 29, 28. Wow. And so wow. we're to, Compete. We're marrying um, at a later age, and so that definitely is going to affect things. But here's the thing. If you really want full circle success, marriage can be a very powerful um, piece of that puzzle. Now, I understand that everybody's not suited for marriage or they don't want to be married. And I think that they have a special gift to be able to live out that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think it really is reflective of our hearts being hardened of honestly, selfishness, yeah. um, you know, because, you know, it just, it takes, you have to be thinking about somebody else and, and, and we gotta think, I think we're thinking so much from a, what makes me happy and making pursuits only in search of that, that is actually making people unhappy because the route to happiness is through service. The route to happiness yeah. is through you being of use. Mm. You being of use. You being of purpose. And that means that to someone else. Right. <laughs> right. right, Not just you being of use and you being of purpose to yourself. That's not significance. Mm. That's selfishness. That's
0: selfishness. Right. Come on now. That's so good. That's so good. Jesus. Um this Cassandra, is. that's so good. Like oh it's it's um <laughs> and I and I'm that. so grateful that you said that with the selfishness and the heart and hearts just because we it's so true. Like when you think of relationships, you think of marriage, you think of relational, it just it reminds me even with you saying what you're saying, right? With the decrease in the marriage. Even with, because there's also, and I don't know if, because I know that there was a study that you did that was prior to COVID. I'm not sure if it was been post-COVID or if you were able to, if you know the numbers post-COVID, but I know that there was a spike in uh, divorce during COVID. Right, they have the couples that are in the households with their with their spouses, and they're like, "Uh, "I really don't like you. I really don't want to be here." Like, and again, it goes into the selfishness and just other things that maybe you were able to wipe under the rug, and you weren't able to treat or you weren't able to take care of. And so now it's easier that you, at least you think that it's easier to go through the divorce process instead of staying and dealing with the ish, as we call it, or your triggers and your issues. So when you think about just that, I'm reminded of. Like when God destroyed the earth because they were not producing like he wanted them to be able to produce. Mm-hmm. Like I think about Sodom and Gomorrah. I think about the 40, uh, the flood where I think about those different things to where like not only do you have the selfishness. Well, I think it's all still related to selfishness. Then you have the homosexuality. Then you have all the, the other things that are taking play. And it's just like, okay, God, he's going to fulfill his word when it comes to production. And he, his most sacred thing was the marriages. Like he's coming back for his bride and every marriage I believe has an assignment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Considering the relational aspect, considering how we aren't teaching our children in the home, considering how we weren't taught, how do we bridge the gap?
2: Yeah, I just think that, you know, we inspire a sense of hope despite personal experiences that maybe were even negative, you know, and, you know, demonstrating those things. And, you know, some families, they have beautiful legacies of marriage, but we do know that that's the minority, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Now, but historically, that wasn't the case. Marriage right. was booming in the Black population. Right. I, mean, I mean, I know this for everyone, but I, I mean, I also I work at the um uh, another center looking at you know research on Black American Black families and things of that nature. But everything I'm saying here is not uh, associated with that. I guess I have to put that little caveat <laughs> <out> here. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But, but. You know, we were married families Mm -hmm. 1950s Mm -hmm. after Reconstruction. There was actually a very big push for getting married um, during the Reconstruction era, you know, after slavery, because uh, a lot of uh, Black, uh, uh, you know, Americans found or saw that as like a stamp of legitimacy, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... um, you know this is relatively recent what we're seeing not just in our community this is this is oh, all heart. communities really yeah. right. are right. experiencing a decline Across the board. Um, in marriage and you know i just think as we educate the next generation we want to instill a sense of hope and vision right and so that they won't go based on their feelings you know cuz i think about i think about i i think about isaac isaac was deceived based on what he felt oh. Mm-hmm. It felt like Esau when he was mm-hmm. giving away the blessing, mm-hmm. and so when you don't have vision, because his vision was getting bad, right? You go based in, on your on on your feelings, mm-hmm. and we want to help to ground people not just in their vision but in God's vision, right? And 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 with that, that will give you clarity on how to move forward, and even the research shows this with youth. Such that when youth have a very clear vision of where they're going, mm-hmm. they call it like the future orientation of themselves, like succeeding. Mm-hmm. It actually reduces their likelihood of engaging in risk-taking behaviors. This comes from um, the Adolescent Health Survey. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. they see that when youth have this, they understand, you know, I'm going to go do these things. I can see beyond where I am. And I think we have to help people as a collectively, as a society, to see beyond what we are yeah. experiencing now, yeah. to see beyond it. what we are feeling now and have mm-hmm. a so much clarity on hope for the future that we'll start to align our mindset and we'll start to align our behaviors in a way to where we can actually be in line with mm-hmm. vision. Mm -hmm. and be less likely to engage with anything or be out of alignment with with what is in that vision. So I always say, you know, when they're talking about youth and things like that, give them clear vision. Help them to see that there's something beyond where they are. Help Mm -hmm. them to have this vision of them doing great things in life. And that will reduce their likelihood of engaging in risk-taking behaviors. Show them that they have a future. Help them to believe in it. Give them the vision. Give them clarity. And I think that's what we have to do.
1: I love it. Oh, man. I love it. Wow. Wow. This is awesome. Listen.
2: I love it. This is
1: Dr. Cassandra Bolario just dropping gems. We're going to take a quick second. (laughs) We got to pay the people. So we're going (laughs) to take a minute. We'll be right back after this. Are you ready? Coming up on the 24th is, guess what? It's the Marriage Takeover two-day summit. Two days. Are you ready? <laughs> Yo, we got a list for you on this summit. Who we got, baby?
0: Listen, we have on this two-day virtual summit, Uh the 24th and the 25th, we've got Black Love and Marriage. Black Love and Marriage. We have Love Minus Limits. Yeah. We have Life Coach Dee Dee. Uh Uh-huh. We also have Tanya Hood. Come on. And now, you also got us.
1: You already know, (laughs) yours truly, the host will be there in full effect. You got it. Listen,
0: we're talking about healing. We're talking about restoration. We're talking about being able to marriage after divorce. Oh, We're come talking on about um, being able to be healed in the healing process through being, your fidelity.
1: Being able to be healed,
0: come yes, on. Yes, we're talking about the power of unity. The power. And then, you know what, we're bringing it all home because again, this is focused on healing. Yes. Healing from your body, healing from your soul, your mind, your spirit. All of the above so that you can get through the healing process to get to where you need to be and God for your restoration inside of your marriage.
1: Boom. So So, we'll see you there
0: February 24th and 25th. Go to www.MarriageTakeOverSummit.com and register and we will see you at the summit. And we're back. We are back. Ooh, and if you were just tuning in, listen, 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 listen. Yo, this, y'all know you this show is on. You have to make sure the that book. you go back and you listen to the whole thing. <laughs> we have Dr. Cassandra Bolar, who is with Ooh. us, who has been dropping some major gems, major nuggets, who some has heavy really been a blessing to the podcast and just kind of sharing Just her heart, her passion um, with some of the, um, what is it, clinical data as well as the knowledge in the kingdom, the the knowledge of God in the kingdom. And so I appreciate how she's able to be able to bring us both so that um, we're able to see what God has for us and the intention of the marriage and the family and the household dynamics. So welcome back again, Dr. Cassandra Bullard. Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome. you're
2: So happy to be here.
0: Did
1: anybody catch the parallel? She gave us the numbers, right? Then she gave us, she gave us the numbers that's happening in society. Right. Then she gave us the word to show the reason why it's happening in society. Right. I said, come on here, Jesus.
0: Did you just parallel that thing right here? I love it. Ooh. I love it. And and it's sometimes people don't think about that, but I think it's important to know because first everything is is spiritual before
2: it's natural.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes.
2: It's it's a part of our spiritual condition, and honestly, unfortunately, as a culture and as a nation, um, we the nation as a whole is falling away. Yeah, we we no longer have to go across seas to win. You know, right? You know, souls. Um, You know, uh, there's a study they were referencing it. uh, The Institute for Family Studies. They were referencing a. Uh, some research showing that, you know, the amount of people physically going to church has declined and, you know, just overall global religiosity um, has declined um, here in the United States. But, you know, in, in, in conjunction with that, they found a relationship between how much you go to church and deaths, they call them deaths of despair,
0: Mm -hmm. such that
2: if you go to church more you are, you know, this talks about men, men's hearts are failing them when you're in the last day, like men's hearts will fail them and they will die from that. Yeah. And, and so we are in that hour. Wow. And, and so they, you know, what they were finding was that the more you go to church, the less likely you are to die from a death of despair. Wow. And so deaths of despair are three types of deaths. One is suicide. Another is, um, death by um uh, a substance overdose Mm. or death by like drinking too much alcohol and dying from an overdose of alcohol those are considered deaths of despair Wow! and so what they have found is that as we as a culture as as the religiosity has waned the deaths of despair have increased wow wow and so like the spiritual is definitely impacting the natural, and 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 we've gotten to an era where people have become so self reliant mm-hmm. that they don't even think they need God. Come on, right? And and that is just so troublesome because we see it. It, it you're more likely to be depressed. Like mm. like God matters. We we are spirit mm, that yes. is groaning after God.
1: Yeah. you know,
2: and, yeah. and, and all of creation is groaning because I mean. there's a hole in the heart that can only be fulfilled by him. Yeah. And, um, and then like when we get that feel, then we'll, our hearts will be moved tenderly, you know, um, you know, the way his heart is moved. And, and I think about that, Passage of scripture where it talks about, I think it's Ephesians four and thirty two, where it says, "Be kind, yes. one to another, yes. tenderhearted, forgiving." Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as Christ Jesus um, has forgiven us,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yes, and and it takes that tenderness, that tenderheartedness. It takes that kindness. It takes being forgiving, not holding mm-hmm. grudges, not you know, we're in a we're in an error we're in a I tell my students all the time. I say we're in the era by Felicia. Right. Just writing people off, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But 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 sometimes Felicia needs to be loved,
0: right. shown her worth,
2: shown her yeah. value, because you will be a Felicia one time too if you're not careful.
0: Mm, right.
2: And we don't want people to throw us away when we mess up.
0: Come on, come on know? now.
2: And I think that that's even what's true for marriage. I was you're just thinking that. Yes, every part of them. <laughs> You're going to see the ugly parts. And sometimes their shortcomings are going to hurt you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. And vice versa.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm.
2: we all offended.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But that's why the kindness and the tenderheartedness and the forgiveness. And I always say that forgiveness preserves the best version of you.
0: Mm. That's good. And I just
2: think about that and I just, because, and it just, it's just, This is so kingdom and it, you know, the culture of the kingdom is so revealed, so much revealed in the Lord's prayer. Mm. But when we're thinking about the kingdom, God is like, he is such a generational God because he understands that our life is just a vapor. Mm. So he's Mm. like, how can I secure the seed so -hmm. that the next generation and then the next generation, he's in the long game. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we have to see ourselves as an integral part of that long game and right. passing that righteous baton to the next generation. And a healthy, godly marriage is a part of that. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it
1: is. Yeah.
2: And, they, and it makes me think about, like, you know, give us this day, like our father who art in heaven. That mm-hmm. just shows, like, the sovereignty and the rulership of God. So that yeah, yeah. establishes the kingdom. Who's the head of it? Come on, Who art in heaven. Mm-hmm. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Mm -hmm. We want his kingdom to come through us. Yeah. Thy will be done. Come on. And I think a lot of times, even when people are in a pickle with their marriage and they're saying, "God, what do I need to do? what is your will? Sometimes the pain is speaking more than the will of God in your lives. Mm, absolutely. God, that again. absolutely. The pain is speaking more than the will of God in their lives. Mm. But what if Joseph said, I'll just die here in this pit. Come what if he out. had a, what if he had a death of despair? Mm. What if he had a death of despair when he was in prison? It's, and what if he had a death of despair? It took, Two years before the cupbearer even remembered Joseph. Right. He thought he was about to get out of prison. He could have been like, oh, this righteousness, this stuff ain't working. I thought I was almost there.
0: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) my God.
2: But thy will be done. Yes. Thine will be done. The sovereign God over him and his rule. And that means he has established the rules.
0: Right. Right. He's right.
2: established the rules for marriage. Yeah. He's established the rules for kingdom. And when right. we do not be in a al- line, when we're not in alignment with the culture of the kingdom. Come on. Then yeah. It's, it's likely to go hard. It's likely. But here's the thing that people don't tell you is uh-huh. that even when you are part of the kingdom, as a soldier and building your resistance, there's still gonna be resistance. There's yeah, yeah. gonna be
0: resistance. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because you know, in order to get you, to the oil, there's yeah. got to be a press. You yes. can't get to the oil without the press. <laughs> Not at yes. all. And and the pressing hurts.
2: Yes, ma'am. Yes, Man. ma'am. No, and that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. As it is uh-huh. in heaven, like uh-huh. let God's culture of harmony from heaven invade Peace. your earth. Come yes. on now.
0: Yes. Invade your earth. Come on. Invade your earth.
2: Invade, your earth. <laughs> invade your earth. the earth of your yes. marriage.
0: Yes. 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 I love oh, it. Give
2: us this day our daily day. bread so you're eating on His word every, every day, day so you can get clarity so it can yeah. wash you up. Give yeah. us this day our daily bread so that yeah, yeah. when you're eating his bread, he reveals yourself. You say, okay, God, help mm. me to clean this up. Help Your word showed me this. Mm. Your word. And I'm eating every day. And I can't just skip days because I see this as there as a counselor, too. Uh-huh. When believing couples get off of their daily disciplines yep. of reading God's word, spending time with their presence, their relationship with their spouse is coming next and yes. getting
0: off. absolutely. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, because yep. it's, it's, yeah. oh, yeah. it, it's, it's
2: a three strand core. it's a three strand, yes, three strand You know,
1: you know what? We're gonna have to bring, we gonna have to make sure we bring her back on the um, because as y'all sitting here talking, we gotta bring this back for a women's edition, just, just, right. to, just Listen, for the ladies, because like, we were.
0: Really. It's hard sometimes when you're sitting inside of your frustration. It's hard sometimes when you're sitting inside of the turmoil to kind of see beyond that sometimes. But one of the things that I submit to the wives all the time is you listen. You have got to pray and you cannot be in your feelings because God is going to show you something. He's going to speak to you. He's going to give you the strategy. He's going to give you so many different tools and so many different things that you have to unlock spiritually. Yeah. And if you cannot tap in spiritually, uh-huh. then you're going to sit and be frustrated in your flesh all the time. That daily bread,
1: yes, daily bread. <laughs> yes. So yeah. And
2: that's exactly where the enemy wants you. As yes. Yes. Jesus. You know, that's why he tries to manipulate our emotions because he understands yep. that we are the heart of the home. Mm. Yes. We're the heart of the home. Come on now. The man is the head, but we're the heart. heart. Yes. And we want to mm. be in a position of nurturing. You know how it talks about that threefold cord and why, you know, you know, two is better than one. And yes. you know, we could be together and keep each other warm.
0: Yes. Like, yes.
2: we as women have that capacity. And you know as a help me it means you know to be useful and kindness Whoa. means to be useful. Useful. Yes. Yes. And word can add warmth.
1: Yes. Too.
2: Come on.
1: Say that again.
2: And that's the power that we have as wives that God has entrusted us with.
0: Yes. You
2: know. Yeah.
0: I
1: love wow. it. I love it I, oh love, it. I love it. Oh my god. This is the doctor.
0: I know. Dropping her.
1: <laughs> yo, I'm trying to tell you. Hey, listen, this is like, yo, it's like and she's doing some surgical things and on, on this show. I love it. Yeah.
0: I love it. It's been so good. <laughs> are y'all hearing what she is saying? I just need to replay replay all of that. Just replay all that. She's a So, Dr. Cassandra, tell us a little bit more um, about your premarital program and what you have coming up on the horizons and how the audience
2: can connect with you. Okay, most definitely. So it's February. Yes. So um, I always say it's easier to prepare rather than repair. Mm. And um, you know, easier to prevent a fire rather than fight a fire. And a right. lot of times, you know, the counselor, y'all know, most time people come yes. to see you. Everything is hot, no thing <laughs> kitchen on fire, right. bathroom on fire, right you know, first level on fire. Then they <laughs> already talked
0: to the divorce know? attorney, and now they looking for a miracle.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. My goodness. And so. My premarital program, um, it is—it's an online program as well. marriageheadstart.com. You can get to it through my website as well, through upliftingrelationships.com. But this—it's—it's um, it's more than just get, you know prepare for your marriage. It's really about you know um, understanding your vision and having mm. a mission and understanding so that. Just like I was saying before, we have clarity on that, that helps you to act in alignment with the vision and prevent engaging in behaviors that are risk taking and that will take you away from accomplishing your vision. So we start there and we, you know, helping them really identify Well, what is a healthy marriage? You know, um, what's the evidence? You know, what does that look like? Then that's the first module Then teach me how to love you. You know, mm-hmm. getting clear on what's what's gonna fill your bucket with your love language, understanding the different expressions of love. The third module is since you're making some of the most important decisions of your life together, principles for effective decision making, and then we go into the top ten areas of your marriage. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we look at finances. We look at uh, you know communication. We look at um, uh, household responsibilities, like all the big 10. Right. Right. And then what makes it a little bit different is it gives you a planning strategy for your marriage mm. so that you can create your vision for the year in those 10 critical areas. You can do your quarterly goals. And so that you can really, instead of just this being something abstract, that you really write the vision and make it plain for your marriage and, and you it. know, understanding that it's a lifelong process. So I'm going to a bridal show, I think, the third, the fourth um, Saturday of the month here in Douglasville, Georgia. I'm in Georgia.
1: Mm.
2: But I'm going to be doing an online, um, like, you know, webinar for all the premarital couples and, Sweet. you know, encouraging them to be proactive with their relationships. And so um, I'll be doing that. But then I also have like a, a, a group for um, married women and it's called the speak life wife's account, accountability group. Mm-hmm. And every Monday, Wednesday and, and Friday, they get a devotional, you know, with an action step, encouraging them to, you know, speak life and, you know, encouraging them in their roles as a marriage. And then we have like a couple of group calls and Q and A's, and then we have lessons from the curriculum as well. So that's, Sweet. um, that's, that's awesome. a real, you know, um, where is that? I, I, um, and that's at marriagecommunity.com, mm. you know, for anyone interested. It's only like $47 a month to be a part of that group. Okay. <laughs> but it's okay. really encouraging. It blesses me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, those are a few things that I have out there that I'm working on. And, and I've just been in prayer about like what my next steps would be and, and how to do it and, mm. you know, um, how to just go about. Um, like, God's just been dealing with me on, like, you know, just like working on my gifts and things like that.
1: Yeah. It's just been like my constant here lately. Oh wow, I love yeah, it. I got, I, and uh, you really just opened the door on something that I do have to share that, but I want to share that with you. I share that off the air, but um, listen. So, do you have uh, do you have anything on social media uh, the you know Facebook group? Are um uh, you know yeah TikTok
2: so yeah so on IG I'm at dr underscore Cassandra and then I have a community online on Facebook called the Uplifting Relationships Community and sometimes I'll go live there or you know if we do a challenge it'll be held there usually um, and just like just free resources even if you want a free resource. Um, you can go to my website and get um, your marriage planning checklist. Mm-hmm. And it's like a checklist for like, you know, making a plan for your marriage. You just go to upliftingrelationships.com and they're on the, on the front page. You can, subs- you know, get, um, It it, it asks you, do you have a plan for your marriage? And if not, you can just fill out your information and it'll send it to you for free. And it's about about a few pages that'll help you create a plan for your marriage in those top 10 critical areas that I talked about earlier.
1: Wow. That is awesome. Awesome.
2: Oh,
0: I I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. You have been such a delight. And it's always a pleasure just working with you and being with you. Like we have um, connected, you know, before in other women's platforms and then in other marital platforms. platforms. Like you are amazing. And so I thank you so much for saying yes to being on the show.
1: Cause there's was a lot. I, I still, I still want to dig into. I'm like, Yo, oh, go
0: ahead, go ahead. A second, uh... you want to do it?
1: <laughs> Man, let's look at the clock. Cause, right. cause, because, it was, it's so much that you that you said in this short amount of time. Right. That s- so many people kind of still struggles with and understanding, and some folks still be trying to navigate to to. Get to those issues, you know what I'm saying? Right, so like, even when we're talking about like communication, for one, because I, I mean, because you know, I used to coach, so therefore I dealt with kids, and I kind of knew that by the way they communicated, it was kind of like where they picked up from where they are the most. And so, when I'd be like, No, no, wait a minute, stop, what are you saying? It was like foreign to them, oh, you really want to hear what I'm saying, and so yeah. I was just like wow never recognized but then when I had the opportunity to see how the the parent related with the child it was like there's no need for me to tell you what's going on because you're not finna hear me so just based based off of every your experience your knowledge your research just how how important is how important the way we communicate within our household can benefit and be detrimental to everyone that's in it
2: most definitely dr john gottman talks about you know a lot of times we think about inheritance from the sense of you know financially what you're leaving the kiddos you know but he talks—he talks about this concept called emotional inheritance, mm. and it's kind of like how your oh, parents so having your own emotions. You kind of, in, usually, can either inherit their style or kind of go in the total opposite direction. Mm. And you know, our family of origin really lays the foundation for how we see ourselves. And even how we relate to others and how we value ourselves as well. A lot of that stems from attachment theory um, from Dr. John Bowlby and Mary, Dr. Uh, Mary Ainsworth. And so, you know, we gleaned from our parents and then add, then add genes in there as well. Like, oh my gosh, you know, you have a lot, you know, at work because sometimes you can even see children who've been adopted still having some of the, Similar traits as mm. you know their biological parents, and they're not even being you know socialized by them or raised wow. by them, but you still can see some of those trends sometimes as well. Mm. And so I think like you know um, showing it's it's called emotion coaching as well, like because children. Don't, when, especially when they're babies, they don't know how to regulate their emotions. They don't know how to do all of that. And so we help them to co-regulate and we help to coach them on what is appropriate. And we hopefully are helping them build their repertoire of words so that they can express their feelings. But the very first thing that really helps with this process is validating your child's emotions.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
2: only does that feel good mm-hmm. for a child, but that feels amazing even in an adult relationship. Right. Oh, it's kind of like, right. I see you, yeah, and I'm giving empathy and I'm validating. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I am validating how you feel. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm supporting you in this vulnerable moment, even if the emotion is anger.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so when we validate it and we don't dismiss it then we show them that they're seen, they're heard, and they're valued. Now, of course, we want them to um, respond to their emotions in ways that are within certain limits and, you know, appropriate ways. But when we say, I see you, even when they're mad and frustrated, it's a it's a teachable moment. Mm. It's a very teachable moment and how we handle our, you know, we're, we mess up, I mess up all the time. And I say, you know what, mommy, I'm, mommy, sorry, you know, and That's even when we can... Um, you know, it's say ask our children for forgiveness when we may have yeah. mm-hmm. you know gotten upset with their big emotions or they did something they should have done. You know, right, um, right, it, it, And that shows humanity. So that so that kids don't grow up thinking that oh, if I have conflict with my partner, I never saw my parents negotiate. I never saw them compromise. What is this? Yeah. Something's wrong, and just leave.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. That's so good. Yeah, especially when you say, because one thing, even in my studies, because at first I never, because even as the scripture tells us in Ephesians, submit you one to another. A lot of times we as parents don't think that we have to submit to our children. And, And it's like, oh, wow. So when that epiphany happened, because when you submit, you actually, like you were just saying, you're validating your child, letting them know, oh, oh, you do see me, you hear me you you know what i mean i i am based, i am valued in your eyes so and uh yeah that was oh my goodness that was that was good. That was, yeah the that validation really, is
0: really good and I think it's a, and I'm so glad you mentioned even with children that were adopted because sometimes I, I don't think that we consider how the children who are adopted and their what they bring to the table and how they still have the traits of you know their biological parents and then how here we are we're trying to do our own emotional Coaching, if you will, um you know with just them and kind of bringing them up, but still kind of working through our own inner workings, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a struggle because we don't really know where that balance is, so mm-hmm. I believe that when you said validating is so important when we valid we let them know everybody wants to be seen, everybody wants to be heard, and they want to know that you know they can be loved ultimately mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Oh. I love that. <laughs> I love that. (laughs) Listen,
1: there's a whole lot I want to dig into, but I I don't want to jump into it because I know that time. Because the time
0: isn't it. (laughs) We're going to run out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we appreciate you. Do we have, um, we appreciate you so much. Yeah. I know that we um sometimes we have a live audience that joins us and sometimes we don't. We have our our membership who uh they join us and sometimes they ask questions. Um but I just want to thank you so much for yeah. your time. Yeah. I want to thank you for Um, You just making the time to show up I thank you for all that you have sacrificed Throughout your career and your journey To learn what you have learned And just praying that God will continue to bless you Bless your business, bless your family That God will continue to pour out Over everything that you put your hands to That he will continue to just shine upon you And that he will be pleased With your offering, with your sacrifice With your life And that he will continue to open up those doors That need to be open for you And to shut those doors that need to be closed for you and that He will give you favor and insight and discernment as you move forward. Now. Oh my God!
2: Thank you. I receive it. Thank you. You oh, are so welcome. <laughs> and it's an honor to be here. Honor. I'm so grateful. I
1: oh, appreciate it. Praise the Lord. So, do you have any any final words for the, for uh, all of our listeners?
2: i would just say, you know, God even in all of his power, decided not to do it alone mm. and was <laughs> relational yeah. and is relational. And so, we are relational beings because we reflect the image of our God. Right. And lean into love because the fruit of that will remain.
0: Mm. Love And is.
2: do all you can To walk in the image and the character of God in your relationships, and you will not be ashamed, even if where you are and what you are feeling is not in alignment with what he showed you. Give it time, Mm -hmm. continue to sow good seeds, and you will not be ashamed for believing in God's word for your life and your relationships.
0: Amen. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Now, Dr. Cassandra, please let them, uh, the audience know again how they can reach out to you. Share your website one more time and your social media platforms one more time for everybody.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, um, my website is upliftingrelationships.com. Feel free to go there and get your free marriage planning checklist. Um, Dr underscore Cassandra on IG. And then we have our Uplifting Relationships community, a Facebook group. On Facebook. <laughs> I love,
1: I it. love <laughs> it. Yo, go to the website, get your checklist, get slam. the checklist. It's
2: free. <laughs> you go get
0: it. Right, right. <laughs>
1: so you're gonna go and praise out, go and praise that, baby.
0: So Lord, we thank you, we honor you. We just thank you, Lord, for Dr. Cassandra. We thank you, Lord, for her family. For her ministry, for her business, for all that you have in store um, for her and and for her family, and God, that you would just continue to have your way, Lord, have that you would continue to bless her, that you would continue to keep her yes. and her family, that you would continue to watch over them, Lord, that you would continue to just bless and to pour out, God. Lord, for every individual that is listening, for every individual that is that is present that will listen uh in the future, God, that you would just continue to just pour out over their lives, God, mm. that you meet them where they are, God, that yes, you would bro. encourage increase their capacity to trust you God trust you the more mm. to trust you with their heart Lord to yeah. trust you with their life God to trust you with every area of their of their being mm. God that you would be glorified in their glorified life on God. We thank you, God, for the assignment. We thank you, Lord, for the seed. And we're asking, God, that you would be pleased with how we move and how we breathe and how we honor you, God, with it. So everything that we do, God, Lord, let it be to to uplift your name, God. Let it be, God, to give you glory, God. Let it be, God, so that your name will be made greater this earth. God, let it be, God, that you will just be magnified, God. Let it be, God, so that they will know what they must do to be saved, God. Lord, let it be, God, because they want to be able to understand and to know and have a relationship with you. God.
1: Come
0: on now. Let's because of something, God, that we've said, we've done, that you've shined upon us, God, Amen. that you poured into us, God. Amen. Because of our obedience, God. We honor you, God. We bless you. And we just ask, God, that you would continue to have your way in have Jesus' me. name. In Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, we thank you for joining. Yes.
2: Thank y'all for having me. Oh, <laughs>
1: yes, if you love if you love this podcast, please like, subscribe, share. Yes, click the click the button wherever it's gonna for be for the at.
0: reminders <laughs> as well,
1: so you can always have a notification because. Listen, Marriage Takeover is coming back. We always in full effect. Right,
0: right. (laughs) So we appreciate it. So I'm your girl, Tamika. I'm your boy, (laughs) E-Rodnell. And we will see you all next time. Oh, yeah. Marriage Marriage Takeover. Takeover. Sign it off. Mahalo. Takeover. takeover.
1: Are you ready? Coming up on the 24th is, guess what? It's the Marriage Takeover Two-Day Summit. Two days. Are you ready? <laughs> Yo, we got a list For you on this summit, who we got, baby?
0: Listen, we have on this two-day virtual summit, Uh the 24th and the 25th, we've got Black Love and Marriage. Black Love
1: and Marriage. We
0: have Love Minus Limits. Yeah. We have Life Coach Dee Dee. Uh Uh-huh. We also have Tanya Hood. Come on. And now you also got us. You
1: already know, (laughs) yours truly, the host will be there in
0: full effect. You got it. Listen, we're talking about healing. We're talking about restoration. We're talking about being able... To marriage after divorce. Oh, We're come talking on about um, being able to be healed in the healing process through infidelity. Being able to be healed. Come on. Yes. We're talking about the power of unity. The power. And then, you know what? We're bringing it all home because, again, this is focused on healing. Yes. Healing from your body, healing from your soul, your mind, your spirit all of the above so that you can get through the healing process to get to where you need to be and God for your restoration inside of your marriage.
1: Boom. So So, we'll see you there February 24th
0: and 25th. Go to www.MarriageTakeoverSummit.com and register and we will see you at the summit.